This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom belonged to this world, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish authorities. No. My kingdom does not belong here. Are you a king then? You say that I am a king. I was born and came into the world for this one purpose. To speak about the truth. Whoever belongs to the truth listens to me. <sighs> and what is truth? As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Patriots, today is Good Friday. And I would like to tell you a story today of why it is Good Friday. And it's the only Good Friday every single year. From my personal experience in life, this holiday, as the culture wants to call it, would be considered the most important holiday in the world. Not just America, but in the world. We need to really understand what this day means and why we should constantly celebrate what we have and why we have it. So today, I'm going to talk to you about I Am Barabbas. 24 years ago is a long time to spend in prison especially for a crime you didn't commit. A man named Jonathan Fleming was set free after almost a quarter century behind bars when he was wrong, wrongly convicted of murder. Statements from people who remember him convinced prosecutors that they sent the wrong man to prison. How would you feel if something like that happened to you? Justice is hard to come by in this world. Courts do make mistakes, and sometimes innocent people suffer for crimes that they did not commit. That's what happened to Jesus when he was crucified almost 2,000 years ago. Though he had done no wrong, uttered no threats, committed no crime, and hurt no one, the powers in charge decided that he had to die. So they trumped up charges against him, shuffled him from one hearing to another. In the end, they got what they wanted. He died a criminal's death, hanging between two thieves, but he didn't deserve to be there. I'm going to read from the holy book of the Bible, Matthew 27, 15 through 17. 
Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release from the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is the Christ? Let's pray to our Holy Father. Father, we gather today to glorify you and thank you for everlasting gift of salvation. We have through the suffering, death, and resurrection of your only begotten Son, Jesus. Please help us to never forget this day, and we look forward to being with him forever in paradise. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray. Amen. So the irony of Good Friday. I'm sure that the irony that reveals itself in the fact that we refer today as Good Friday does not escape our minds. From the most devout disciple to the most casual onlooker, the events that transpired before their very eyes during the 24 hours of the first Good Friday was anything but good. Think about it. It is recorded that the political authorities of the day examined charges against Jesus and concluded that he was innocent. Jesus was pronounced innocent not twice but three times by those who had the power to render such a verdict. However, the crowd opposed would not allow the verdict to stand and demanded the political leaders do as they wish, and what they wished for was Jesus to be crucified. So the first Good Friday was actually a bad day on the calendar. This was a day of death. You see, the Romans, while not having appeasement of the Jews, had a high priority. They didn't respect them enough to organize them in such a way that the Sabbath and the religious festivals could be observed in peace. They followed their normal process on Fridays, which was crucifixion. It was common that executions be held on Fridays so that those executed could be removed from the cross so that the Sabbath would not be desecrated. Jesus' body was removed from the cross and buried quickly before the Sabbath began. Now, isn't it ironic that today we wake up on Monday looking forward to Friday? But during Jesus' day, Fridays were not desired. The Romans had prepared for this particular day. There were three condemned criminals who were to be crucified that day. Two thieves, whose names we do not know, and one murderous insurrectionist named Barabbas. The three crosses had been prepared and were waiting for the occupants to be placed. Three people were being held in the first century's version of what is called death row. So the trials had been held, the verdicts had been rendered, the sentences had been pronounced, and the three men were waiting to die that day. One guilty man distant for death, was going to get an unsuspected pardon while an innocent man distant to live was going to die. One of the customers or customs of the day was that a prisoner could be released from their sentence of condemnation if the majority so choose. This was a gift by the Romans as was done when executions were taking place during our near a time of the Jewish celebration. In other words, the Passover, 
was happening during this time. So the Romans had the ability to release a prisoner to help celebrate the Passover. Pilate, hoping that people would ask for Jesus to be released, asked whether they would have Jesus live and Barabbas die, or Jesus die and Barabbas live. Well, Pilate chose Barabbas to die because of how evil he was, thinking the people would never choose Barabbas to be set free. So imagine this. Barabbas is in a holding cell. Suddenly he hears the crowd begin to chant his name, Barabbas! Barabbas, he doesn't know why they're chanting his name. He doesn't know that the crowd is chanting his name because they have chosen him, a hardened and condemned murderer, to be set free. Suddenly, Barabbas hears footsteps approaching and clanging of the armor, signifying that the time for death is near. And the guards were coming to him so that he may be delivered to the executioner. But wait a minute. Something strange happens. The two thieves are taken out in shackles and chains to be executed. However, when the guards came to Barabbas, instead of putting on shackles and chains, he was released and set free. Now remember, Pontius Pilate had found Jesus innocent in his mind, not guilty, and his conscience was still boiling within him at the thought of murdering an innocent man. So what he did was he washed his hands of the event, and he let the guilty Barabbas free in order to quiet the crowd and restore order in the land. Somebody was going to die that day. Therefore, a man who was guilty and originally condemned to death, was set free because of a man who was innocent and perfectly not guilty, was willing to take his place. Barabbas, as do we, deserved it. But Jesus did not. Barabbas could not stop the proceedings. However, Jesus always had the ability to control everything. However, he chose to let the proceedings carry on. First, at any point in time, Jesus could have called down legions of angels for his defense. Second, at any point in time, Jesus could have simply spoken a word and all his enemies would have been ceased to exist. Third, at any point in time, Jesus could have stopped it all, but he didn't. As per the Father's will, Jesus allowed the events to transpire just as they did because his mission was coming to this earth to die. Two people were present for Pilate to judge. In verse 15 of Matthew, he writes this, Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. The one was a sinner against God and man, a criminal stained with many evils. The other was the holy, harmless, and undefiled Son of God, in whom there was no fault at all. And yet Pilate condemns the innocent prisoner 
and acquits the guilty. He orders Barabbas to be set free and delivers Jesus to be crucified. This is an illustration of that wonderful exchange which takes place between the sinner when a sinner is justified in Christ and in God's sight. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, Jesus Christ, the innocent, had been counted as guilty, condemned to death before God, so that we, the guilty, might be counted innocent and be set free from condemnation. If you have been saved by Jesus Christ, atoning sacrifice, then Barabbas is more than a name of a man in history. You see, for you and I are Barabbas. We bear the name Barabbas because we are the guilty. We are the condemned. We were the hopeless. We were the helpless. I say that we all bear the name Barabbas because Jesus died in our place. Jesus took our guilt. Jesus took our shame. Jesus was condemned. And Jesus died for us so that we could be forgiven and set free. If we are true Christians, let us daily learn our souls on the confronting Christ was our substitute and has been punished in our place. Let us freely confess that Barabbas, like us, deserved death, judgment, and eternal separation from the Holy God. Finally, through the grace of God, let us cling firmly to the glorious truth that a sinless Savior has suffered in our place, and by believing in Him, we, the guilty, may go free. So this is from Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heirs of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited and more excellent than theirs. Jesus Christ suffered for us. And because of that, we are no longer guilty in sin. But we have now the ability to live forever with the eternal God because of his grace and because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Father, we remember today the pain and suffering of the cross and all that willing to endure so we could be set free. He paid the price, such a great sacrifice to offer us the gift of eternal life. Help us never to take for granted this huge gift on, his, on our behalf. Help us to be reminded of the cost of it all. 
Forgive us for being distracted by other things, for not fully recognizing what you have freely given us that we may live. To you be all the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Good Friday is a representation for us here on earth to sit back and realize the gift of eternal life that God has given us. So I ask you to spend time in prayer with our holy God and thank him for bringing his son to do what we could not do and to take our place in the guilty judgment of his wrath.